Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. I was fortunate a week ago before this taping to be at a private meeting with former Vice President of the United States, Dick Cheney, and his daughter, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, and with us was Kenneth S. Abramowitz. And Ken is really a very strong-willed gentleman who is very concerned about the future of uh, Judeo-Christian ethics worldwide. And he's very concerned about anti-Semitism, prejudice, discrimination, violence in the world. And we have him on our radio show today on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. He is co-founder of N. GN Capital, a $450 million health VC firm. He joined NGN from the Carlisle Group 2001 to 2003. Prior, he was an analyst at Sanford C. Bernstein, where he covered the med device hospital HMO industry for 23 years when he published over 20 studies. Our guest today, Kenneth Abramowitz. Let's first talk about the future of Western civilization. Are we endangered with violence, Sharia law, radical Islam? What is the future of Western civilization? Kenneth Abramowitz. Uh, Well, thank you for the question. Um, uh, The way I look at it is we're uh, battling two types of enemies. I color code them reds and greens. Uh, the Reds being the leftist, socialist, progressives, uh, the Greens being the Islamists or political Islam, the, the politicization of a religion. And uh, those two um, are working together, and that alliance has made the decision to destroy Western civilization. Uh, unfortunately, Western civilization hasn't made the decision to fight back and save itself. So my biggest concern is that the, the bad guys are attacking us, but we're not attacking the bad guys, and, and we're not quite sure what to do about the bad guys, and we're a little confused right now. So I try to help people be less confused. Well, very good. Is it a real threat? I mean, we saw 9-11. You live, uh, you work in the New York City area. I know, I believe your home is in Connecticut. But there are many people who say, it will never happen again. Is it a real, concrete threat of the destruction of Western civilization by radical Islam? Is it real? Well, we're fighting two major types of wars uh, within uh, all the mess that uh, we we confront every day I call World War III. And uh, within that mess, we're fighting two types of battles. We're, uh, well, there's actually more than that, but uh, to make it simple for now, uh, a physical war, which we sort of understand, and cultural war, which we don't understand at all. And so when, when 
you talk about attacks against us. If they're physical in nature, then, then we have people working on that, uh, whether it's the Army, the, the Department of Defense, um, uh, CIA, uh, FBI, we, we have, uh, the local police. Uh, we have plenty of people looking at physical war, uh, but that's only half of the war. The other half of the war is cultural war, and we don't know what to do about cultural war. And uh, so, to me, the bigger threat is actually cultural war than physical war. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, if you have, you, you are in New York City uh, quite a bit of your time, so you see this cultural threat to against uh, Judeo-Christian ethics. Uh, how do they invade what we have stood for for hundreds and hundreds of years to destroy our culture, our framework? work, our philosophy, how do they do it? Oh, yes. Well, we have, uh, we, and by the way, every society has two cultures. Uh, we have a secular culture and a religious culture. Every society has those two. Now, we call our secular culture Constitution and Bill of Rights, and we call our religious culture Bible. Uh, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, we call it Bible. And uh, we also call it Judeo-Christian um, culture or thought, uh, and we, which is also synonymous with Western civilization, the most successful uh, civilization in the history of civilizations in the history of the world. So we have a lot to be proud of uh, through our two um, pillars uh, that are holding up our society, secular law and religious law. Now, the difference is secular law is mandatory, obviously, uh, religious law is voluntary, but uh, since 90% uh, of the people are Christians and 2% are Jewish, you put it together and 92% um, sort of believe, in, uh, to varying degrees, but uh, believe in, in Bible and the values of the Bible and, uh, and our, our religious culture, and then uh, theoretically 100% of the people believe in the Constitution Bill of Rights or they shouldn't be here. And so what the bad guys are doing, the leftists, the reds and the greens, uh, are attacking the, the three pillars of our society. Well, let's go back. The, the two pillars, the, the secular law and the religious, um, not law, but let's say the religious voluntary laws. Um, and so they uh, spare no time or expense to try to chop down the Constitution or, or belittle or chop down uh, the Old Testament or the New Testament, and that's what I call cultural war. We're learning a great deal from Kenneth Abramowitz. He is involved with the blog of Kenneth Abramowitz and Friends. The uh, title is SaveTheWest.com. Please look it up and see what this uh, great patriot is writing about. Uh, you can follow him on Facebook and Twitter. He's all over the place in promoting saving our Western civilization. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Toronto, or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. As our 50,000 watts have attracted letters as far away as Scandinavia, New Zealand, 
at ESPN AM 1520. We have a plug here. ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. They have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. And I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guest, David Ehrenberg, state attorney in Florida, Craig Barrett with the Barrett-Jackson Auto Auctions Nationally, Dr. Vonk of Kaiser University in Florida. Coming up, we're going to have the famous entertainer Tommy James of Tommy James and the Chandels and Samantha Maruli, who is fighting cancer with charitable work in southern Florida. A little bit more information about Kenneth S. Abramowitz. He was voted number one analyst in medical devices and or services for 15 years by the Institutional Investor Magazine, which also added him to the Analyst Hall of Fame in 2009 with a rank of 15 out of 20,000 analysts. Our guest today, a very bright man who is a great patriot and loves the Western culture and he wants to keep it. Uh, is it a problem that we have too much government that is allowing these uh, radicals to flourish? Uh, tell us about that. Well, that's an, uh, another can of worms. The, okay. um, when the, uh, in our Bill of Rights, obviously, we have freedom of speech. And, and we we all believe in the Constitution. We all believe in the Bill of Rights. We take every uh, element, amendment, uh, uh, issue very seriously, and we're we're firm believers of freedom of speech. Now, the question is, uh, when does freedom of speech stop and incitement begin? So, for example, uh, uh, Let's look at it the point of view from the Reds, and we'll look at it from the point of view of the Greens. Uh, the Reds, uh, communist progressives, uh, which who are really re regressives, uh, but the communist socialist, which is the left wing of the Democratic Party. You're basically saying a socialist is a communist, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, go on. Or it leads to communism. But, but little difference between the yeah. two. Or you can call it a statist, someone who, who believes that the government should be all-powerful, and the role of the individual is to serve the government, whereas we in Western civilization believe the individual is all-powerful uh -huh. and the government serves the individual, serves we the people, so to speak. So it's a basic fundamental difference of opinion of the role of uh, government versus the individual. So these status, uh, or socialists, or communists, or progressives, whatever <laughs> you want to call them or they call themselves, uh, basically think that the government should be all-powerful, and we, the people, should serve the government. And um, so, now, because of freedom of speech, uh, you have the right to say, uh, I don't like the Constitution, and I don't like the Bill of Rights. And, and you don't go to jail for saying that. Um, and the, the question is, when do you go to jail? For example, if you say, 
I'm going to kill anyone who believes in the Constitution and Bill of Rights because they're unethical and racist laws. Now that's incitement. You should go to jail for that. But we don't even put you in jail for that. I call that treason. Uh, so we have to strengthen our, um, our conduct relative to people who are treasonous. And it's a very tricky issue. And the ultimately Supreme Court will be making these decisions, not me or you. But uh, now, similarly, on the green side, the Greens, political Islam, would say Christians, Jews, and Hindus must convert to Islam or we're going to kill them. Well, that, that, that's incitement. Um, I, I think anyone who says that should be in jail, but we don't put people in jail for that. So the point I'm getting to is that we're allowing uh, our culture to be attacked by treasonous people. Uh, the Reds and the Greens, and, and we're not doing anything about it. And, and, and these attacks uh, mount up over time. And then you put them uh, in, in the textbooks, you invade, or the bad guys invade the textbooks, and they put strange thoughts, strange red thoughts or green thoughts into the book, denigrate traditional American thoughts, and then you have a culture war going on in the schools. We don't know how to fix that. Uh, it, it's actually simple to fix. The governors, governors can fix that if they looked at the books, but they don't even look at their own books of their own schools. And so this is the culture war that we're not attentive to uh, because we focus on the physical war because uh, it's in human nature to uh, 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 look at a, burning that's, uh, a building that's burning or, or blowing up or knives. Uh, but just thoughts, we don't... We don't uh, play well in terms of counteracting treasonous thoughts. Kenneth Abramowitz, again, with SaveTheWest.com, the blog of Kenneth Abramowitz and Friends. He's a, a great patriot who wants to keep Western civilization, civilization alive and thriving. Let's talk about this problem of anti-Semitism. We've heard anti-Semitic remarks uh, condemning that uh, uh, many uh, Jews have a loyalty to Israel. I think it's a little hypocritical because uh, these people who support Sharia law have allegiance to Sharia law. So let's talk about anti-Semitism in Congress. Does it go both ways uh, that we should not have discrimination against anybody? And I'm talking about Jews, uh, Muslims, uh, that it shouldn't be a one-way street. Well, we should not discriminate against anybody who accepts the law of the land. If someone says, I believe in the Constitution and Bill of Rights, and I am, you can fill in the blank. I am different in this way, that way, that way, doesn't matter. They, they are welcome in this country. Uh, I do believe we should discriminate against people who say, I don't believe in the Constitution and Bill of Rights, and I want to tear down the, um, the, the secular laws, which are mandatory, of this country. And... Um, it, without going through the normal process of changing a law. I mean, we do have a process. It's called, <laughs> called uh, uh, state uh, houses. Uh, the, obviously, the federal government, uh, uh, the president can change some things. Uh, we have constitutional amendments. So I, I'm not saying laws can't be changed. They can, but there is a mechanism to change laws. But if you say the Constitutional Bill of Rights is no good or uh, the Electoral College is no good, we have to ignore it, and I don't want to pass a constitutional amendment. I, I, I don't think 
uh, I am biased against people who don't believe in, in our laws. And so, uh, uh, so we, we have to be uh, very vigilant about maintaining our culture. And when someone's out to destroy our culture, they should not have the same rights as, as, as Americans when they cross the line to incitement. And that's a very tricky uh, line uh, to define, but ultimately the Supreme Court's going to have to de- define it. But uh, the key issue with anti-Semitism is, is Jews are the canaries in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. And they're low-hanging fruit, and every society, for some reason, likes to go after Jews because they're such a small minority, 1, 2, 3% of a given mm-hmm. population. And, and we have to stop the threat to civilization uh, at the anti-Semitism level, because after they finish with the Jews, they're going for the Christians. The, the, Christ, the Jews, the Jews are, are just the appetizer. The main course is the Christians. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's talk a little bit now. We're going to shift. Uh, as I said, we we have received at ESPN Radio uh, a letter or two from Scandinavia. So let's talk about anti-Semitism in Europe. It seems to be growing. Um, and I think also, as far as socialism, as you discussed earlier, it seems they're a, a hair away from socialism, and we're not f- too far behind talking to leading businessmen in the United States and the uh, overreach of government and regulations and taxation. Uh, let's talk about anti-Semitism in Europe. How is this uh, growing and the threat of this? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's just step back. Uh, holding up Western civilization, just to review, is the Judeo portion, and then on top of that, the Christian portion, uh, also known as the Old Testament and then the New Testament. Mm-hmm. That's the religious law. And then on top of that is the secular law, the Constitution and Bill of Rights. These are the three elements that hold up Western civilization. So if you couldn't guess, what the bad guys are doing is taking the equivalent of an axe, just pretend in a metaphor, and trying to chop at the Judeo, chop at the Christian, and chop at the um, secular Constitution uh, Bill of Rights uh, in this uh, uh, analogy of a a tree of life, so to speak, and and they're trying to attack the, um, the, 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 the roots and the trunk of this mythical tree. And so we can't allow them to attack any element of that tree. That tree is sacred, so to speak. And, and we can't allow them to attack the Judeo or the Christian or the Constitution Bill of Rights. But what the bad guys do is they always start with the Jews. And then uh, what often happens is the other 98% of the population says, well, it doesn't affect me. Uh, you know, it's, it's the Jews, and so what's the problem? Well, what's the problem is that the Jews are the foundation of Western civilization, starting with Abraham 3,800 years ago, and then added to it and amplified by Jesus 1,800 years ago. And Jesus Christ was Jewish. Yes, right. So you can't go after Judeo and and allow anti-Semitism and expect Christianity to survive. So I have a joke, not a funny joke, a sad joke, but Mm -hmm. anti-Semitism may lead to the demise of Christianity. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just a hair behind. They want to kill these radical Islamists. They want to kill Christians, and they want to kill Jews, both. Yeah, Right, and, and the Reds also want to get rid of religion, because religion comes with morality. They want to get rid of the morality of religion and then have the government define morality. Uh, so you, you, uh, so um, Western civilizations are attacked both by the Reds and by the Greens. They're often working together. Sometimes they work separately. But they all have the same mission, which is undermine Ju- Judeo, undermine Christian, and then undermine the Constitution. Well, we're learning a tremendous amount from a very gifted man, Kenneth S. Abramowitz. Again, I was so fortunate to be at a meeting with him, with former Vice President of the United States, Dick Cheney, and his daughter, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, the number three Republican in the U.S. House of Representatives from Wyoming. His name is Kenneth S. Abramowitz. He's involved with Save the West, a blog of Kenneth Abramowitz and friends, SaveTheWest.com, SaveTheWest.com. So if you have any thoughts or comments, if you're listening in Toronto, uh, Buffalo, Washington, D.C., drop us a note with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power at ESPN Radio. Brian Rusk, ESPN, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet letters from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about Ken Abramowitz. He is a Bachelor of Arts in Chemistry from Columbia. Masters of Business Administration, Harvard, 1976. He's also Chairman Citizens for National Security, CFNS. He is a uh, the founder of Save the West and a board member of the American Center for Democracy. Let, let's talk about the individual in the United States, if he's weakened by too much government. Is it strangling the individual with lack of freedoms? Yes. Well, I, I look at uh, when I look at societies, I, I look at three issues. Um, I look at the economy, and I look at the culture. We just spend a lot of time on the culture, and I look at the physical protection uh, afforded by the government or the local authorities. By the way, in reverse order, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I, I can't think of three better words to describe uh, the success of the society than the words taken from our Declaration of Independence by the brilliant people who wrote that. So let's look at um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, physical protection, that's obviously a government responsibility. Uh, it's a federal responsibility, it's a state responsibility, it's a local responsibility, and, and, and that's, the, to me, the main responsibility of a government is to protect its citizens. Uh, it, it can be border uh, patrols, uh, fences, um, uh, uh, all the means uh, of protecting the public. Uh, that's life uh, or physical protection. Liberty, we already spent time uh, discussing that. Um, so now let's go to the pursuit of happiness, so to speak, which is the economy. Uh, how, how do you create a strong economy? Who creates strong economies? Well, strong economies are created by individuals uh, who work hard, uh, at a given job, uh, well, they educate themselves, they work hard at a job, they see an opportunity that their company is not meeting, they suggest to their company that they produce this product or this service to meet the need that they see. Uh, uh, many times the companies will say, yes, good idea. Sometimes the companies will say, uh, I don't know, uh, not a great idea. And that person may well leave the company, set up his own company, and, and, and service the need that that person identified. So uh, the point I'm getting to is great economies are created 
by hardworking individuals. They're not created by people sitting in Washington uh, um, creating jobs. Uh, jobs are created by we the people, so to speak. But the government can create an environment that's conducive for hardworking individuals to succeed, either in school or in, in work uh, or raising capital. And so, to me, the, 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 um, the government is sort of like uh, had a football game or a basketball game. It's like the referees. You, you, you want to have those referees, but you don't want the referees playing basketball. Uh, that's not their job. Uh, they're setting up the rules that everybody knows and then can then uh, operate very efficiently within the rules. And if the government gets too heavy-handed and starts playing basketball, uh, you can see it uh, leads to very bad things. And the socialist commons progressives basically want too large of a role for government, which snuffs out the individual freedom of the uh, worker or uh, engineer or entrepreneur. We're learning a tremendous amount. We have a few minutes left with Kenneth Abramowitz. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. Again, it's SaveTheWest.com, the blog of Kenneth Abramowitz and Friends. He is a tremendous leader from New York City who's, who's fighting hard to keep Western civilization alive and to protect the rights of Christians and Jews worldwide. Um, we have a, two minutes left on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. Why is it so important for Jews and Christians to link together to preserve their culture and values? Well, uh, we, uh, Jews and Christians have the most together. Judeo-Christian society or Western civilization is the most successful civilization in the history of the world. We should be proud. That doesn't mean we're perfect. And, 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 and we're evolving all the time, and, and we're getting better uh, all the time. Now, uh, by the way, uh, Hindus from India, there's a billion of them, uh, I put them in Western civilization uh, hmm. because they're a democracy, and they're 90% like us, and that's close enough for me. And, uh, and, and the Japanese, they have a, obviously a democracy. They believe in Shinto, and, uh, and I put them in Western civilization. So Western civilization is roughly 3.5 billion or half of the population in the world. It doesn't have to just be Judeo and Christian. And I'm looking forward to even Muslims joining Western civilization. There's no reason why they can't. Uh, in the last two years, I was in Morocco, Egypt, in the Emirates, Abu Dhabi, and Dubai. They want to join Western civilization. They're Muslim. And so uh, I, I, don't, I, uh, I don't mean to exclude Muslims, Hindus, and Shinto. Uh, everybody can join Western civilization. But the basis is Judeo-Christian. But, but we're, we're, we're very open to other people who share our, our basic values, even if they don't read the Bible. We're learning a great deal from Kenneth S. Abramowitz. It's called SaveTheWest.com, the blog of Kenneth Abramowitz and Friends. You can also write to him at P.O. Box 958, Southport, Connecticut, 06890. This is a very courageous man who's fighting to preserve Judeo-Christian ethics. He also seems to have a little bit of libertarianism in. He wants less government, less government outreach and control. Again, if you have thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. And thank you for your brilliance Kenneth Abramowitz trying to save Western civilization. Have a great week. 
You've been listening to The Rust Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 